All right, guys. I think there's something different about this show. I don't know. I've, we've been seeing this show for what now? 14 episodes, and this is not the Simply Creative Studio. This is something else. This is the HDAP Studios down in Windwood, Miami, Florida. Now, that, that, now that little intro's out of the way, welcome to Simply Talk, a show about everything creative. Today, we have a great guest that I had the pleasure to meet during um, a certain music video that's soon to be. Um, Sean, or better yet, King Solomon, the one and only. That's right. That's right. This is your boy, King Solomon. We're here. Simply Talk Podcast, ready to happen. Uh, ready to make it happen, I should say. I already messed up, so I guess, you know, I'm on a good roll. And I got my boy over here, Sal, flew in from Brooklyn. What's up? What's up, everybody? And, uh, yo, we're here. We're ready to rock and roll, man. Thanks for having us on the show. Thanks for, like, you guys probably don't know this. I mean, you, you guys are seeing this for the first time, but... Sean and I have been trying to make this happen for like two, three months now, and it's a constant battle, whether it be like <laughs> scheduling conflicts or just technical issues or emotional issues. Um, it was everything, man. It was like, you know, a movie scene, like trying to figure out how we were going to get here. You right. know, I mean, the amount of times that we tried to schedule this, it, I'm, I'm just happy we're here. You know, yeah. I, I mean, we were supposed to be done with this in September, you know? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the big image or the big picture about this that people should do should take away and we should take away is that we made it happen it's not that's always right. easy yeah, that's the, right like, the journey is always going to be tough and especially if you're trying to do something passion driven with little resources and just like a heart full of like like drive it's true bro right. listen man nothing is easy bro just like you saw when you came on the music video set i mean everything was just you know improvisation most of it i mean you listen we have a plan Obviously, you want to follow it as much as possible, but I mean, you're calling audibles almost like every minute, it seems like, you know, nothing ever goes according to plan. But like you said, man, I'm just happy to be here, finally sit down, face to face, get talking. Got my boy Sal from Brooklyn. I mean, you know, if, if we didn't wait till now to make this happen, Sal wouldn't even be here. And we might not even be here at HGAP Studios. So I didn't I even have the story. That's to what tell. I'm saying. Exactly. Like, you, uh, bro, like, I'm telling you, everything worked out. Now, before we keep going, um, on the bit, on the bit camera, on the main shot, I want people to know that there's a person missing, and we're gonna miss him tremendously. He's off doing his own creative things, which is always well motivated on our part. Jeffrey Creighton, uh, we love you, and we wish you were here, but we know that shout you're here Jeff. in spirit. Yes, Jeff. Shout out to Jeffrey, the the OG co-host. And that's right that's right that's right yeah bro you're here with us in spirit so bro we, we got the chair right there for him man yeah bro we got the chair we should have brought a cutout man it would have been perfect <laughs> bro it's not in the budget after everything i already spent you crazy i can probably pull up an image if that's you want it. but that's I know. it the price just went up too on materials so i don't blame you man <laughs> all right enough enough about us i want to yeah right what, what up with you like tell the viewers a little bit about yourself so what's up guys i'm salarina um uh, mainly just from new york city King Solomon, Sean Levine has been my brother. Yes, sir. For 10 years, something like this. And it's been a dream of mine to work with him. Um, and him putting me in contact with you was amazing as well. I mean, I, I got this call less than, what, 10 days ago, 14 to go, 14 yeah, days ago, fly down. So he said, make it happen. And we're here now. So that's, that's the, I mean, we're yeah, going to keep true. emphasizing on this. Like no, when I mean, we want something, true. when we want something, we make it happen. You flew in from New York, just like straight up, just to flight. Book the flight, be, got down here, doing it now. 
It's not like you're no going question. to Winwood or Design District or no, to the beach. It was a you're journey, right? and um, he straight up came here just for this. Hell yeah, and other things. But you know, this was <laughs> this was this was the main focus. Is this your first time in Miami, or you've been here before? No, I've been um, I've been in Florida maybe ten times in my life. And what, what, what about Miami? Miami? No, I've never been to Miami. Right, so oh, Miami's pretty cool. Miami, yeah. I mean, I've only been here for eight hours, and it's already fucked. Uh, can, <laughs> can I curse? I don't even know if I can, but it's already lit. Curse. So you can nice. do Fuck. whatever. Be yourself, man. Be <laughs> creative. Be yourself. Um, try not to offend anyone. If you do, just make it. No, I, I apologize in advance <laughs> if anybody's offended by my speaking or my friend speaking right next to me. If people are gonna get mad at you, just at least make sure it's funny, okay? Yeah, really. That's it. Look at Dave Chappelle. Exactly. Yeah. I was just about to yeah, say, I love Dave funny Chappelle. Funny as hell, he's insulting even himself to the core. I know. I know. And Netflix is backing him. You gotta love Bro. it, man. You gotta love it. It's crazy. Like it's crazy how like things that were underground, even like things that you thought were already died out that we grew up loving. It's coming back, like That's the rock true. era is coming true. back. The um, like that um, '80s look, uh, poppy colors is coming back. Ooh, look at that! It's and nine and you were the one who told us to put everything on silent Bro, and vibrate. And meanwhile, this, this is, is your this is just phone. alarm saying it's nine o'clock and it's time to get. Oh, rolling. we didn't even start yet. This was just the warm up. No, this is... Oh, whoa, we're whoa. Starting. okay, okay. I was like, what, bro? I was like, what do you mean it's the time to start? I was like, I thought we were already, like, into it. Was it was the mark to tell us, like, get our shit together because it's the ball's right. rolling. So, um... There we go. No, but really a uh, funny story. Like, that alarm is there because um, a lot of times uh, me and my girl forget to eat and it's, like, midnight and we haven't eaten anything and it's just, like... Got digestion. It's it's a little like disciplinary. You're one of like, the few that actually care about that, so I definitely give you respect. I got it, bro. Like that digestion shit, <laughs> literally, is not not that friendly. You, you I'm the type to wake up at like three in the morning, go to the fridge, just chow down, and go back to there's sleep. It's horrible. It's horrible. Well, there's you. nothing wrong. Yeah, I'm happy, but it's not good Dude, for the digestion. My brother, shout out to my brother. When we were living together, literally, I would wake up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. I would see him. He would get up and go to the corner of the bed, and there he had like the juice of OJ just chilling there, That's and like, bloop, 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 and then put her away or just water. Like, bro, just, my man's living life, bro. I mean, you he's know still around, yeah. so um, exactly, exactly. You know, maybe when he's like forty years old, he'll have to switch things up. But right now, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? And better, yeah. Right now, let's enough with the chit. Like enough yeah, with yeah, the, yeah, with the banter. We gotta let's get talk into about the you. main let's stuff. Talk about you. All yeah. right. Well, listen, man. I mean, for those that don't know, I mean, I, I'm sure in Miami, but you know, I'm King Solomon. Like Andres was saying before, I focus primarily on hip hop and rap music, and I've been doing this publicly for three years. I've been freestyling, rapping for like you know nine, ten years, but. You know, when I came down here to Miami, I actually knew nobody and basically spent most of my time just writing rhymes and straight up just freestyling by myself. I would call up my friend Paulie and I would be like, yo, bro, like, well, how's this sound? Like, I would straight up just like read him what I wrote and then rap it on like random beats. And, you know, I did that for like a solid year before, like I started getting connected to the scene down here. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's where I really built up. The confidence to like start going um public with my music and everything like that and uh you know god bless right now we have like a catalog you know we have about uh, i think it's like 14 songs out there and you know right now we're just trying to really make original music creative music high quality music and uh you know we're here to celebrate our brand new release that we just did everything 2020 we'll get to that later on yeah. yep. and uh you know 
that's it, man. I'm just here, ready to rock and roll. What about your roots? You use you're from Brooklyn, right? From New York. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. Is there anything that did, what was the like the inspiration or what was like your influence over there, and what made you want to bring that t down to Miami? And so, okay, so basically at that point in time, I was at Brooklyn College mm -hmm. and I was studying electrical engineering. And long story short, the program just didn't work out. I was at a standstill because like I wanted to graduate college to really just like, you know, make my parents proud to like kind of just give them that, you know, symbol and status that, you know, okay, listen, your son went to college. He got a good degree. Now I could go live my life. I did everything that you wanted for me. And, <laughs> and then basically, um, yeah, so I was at the point in my life where I had to make a major decision. You know, it was, it was like this. My whole family started moving down to Florida slowly, slowly. Um, I was living in Brooklyn. I was at, in college. The program fell apart, so I took some time off of school. I only had one brother living in New York, and it basically just worked out to move down here, and I moved in with my brother for a little bit. Like I was saying, I didn't know anyone, so I started writing rhymes. And uh, the, the real influence about like where the music started was, you know, in Brooklyn, I would just be freestyling in my Corolla, man. Like I would just drive around, pick up my friends. We would go chill anywhere, hot box and straight up just freestyle and just kill time. You know, Sal was definitely involved. Me and him were at uh, the band in Brooklyn College together. Does go that back? Yeah, we yeah. were in band That's together at jazz nice. bands. So basically I went to high school for at Edward R. Murrow. It's a performing arts school. And that's where I started to really get experience and, you know, grow my knowledge in music. I played drums, all the percussion instruments, marimba, xylophone, whatever it is, you name it. And um, we started doing all of these shows because Murrow is like very known for doing these um, musicals, like kind of like Broadway. Mm -hmm. So I was in the pit orchestra and I was playing drums and I was getting all the experience of like, you know, show business, like at a you know minor level, I would say. And um, just being around music the whole time and just hanging out with people that were always into music and, you know, always influenced, uh, it really just took a toll on me in a good way. You know, obviously growing up, I listened to like 50 and Jay-Z, you know, Biggie. And, and obviously when you start listening to rappers like that, like how can you not get inspired to love hip hop? You know, I mean, that's like the heart and soul. And then you know, the more educated you get in music, you start going to like DJ Cool Herc and like Africa Bambada. And then you start realizing that, you know, hip hop really was started in New York. So, you know, just growing up in Brooklyn, just being surrounded by people that like were a part of the culture, it definitely, you know, helped me with the rhymes. And like, it, it really helped me understand the culture and like what's important in life and like how you got to be grateful for every day because, you know, in the beginning when I started rapping, like it was more so about me just relieving stress and like, you know, putting pen to paper as a way of like reflecting. Like an outlet. Like a little exactly. Outlet. Like an outlet, like reflecting on life and stuff like that. And then it just grew and grew. And then I started to realize, you know, like this is like the heart and soul of music. You know, it, it's just being real with yourself and being able to like, you know, reflect on all your life experiences and learn lessons and basically take all that knowledge and just apply it to your life and all the experiences that I went through in Brooklyn. I mean, it really shows in my music. I mean, when I first started, you know, dropping music, I recorded with only people from Brooklyn. You know, I, I flew my friends Tariq and Paulie here 
And basically like when you're down here, when you're... I was down here, yeah, yeah, when when I was down here, I flew them down and we made a makeshift studio in my living room. And then we started recording Wish Me Well and Brighter Side and Golden Rule. And then we started, you know, building up from that, making music videos and stuff like that. But, you know, people people from Brooklyn will always be in my heart. I mean, it's just a part of me and I'm never going to lose it, you know, and just, uh, you know, I, I try as hard as I can to always keep that presence in my music, even though I've been living in Miami now for about six years. Like I always try and bring a little Brooklyn flavor in my music. Now, before we keep going, I want to make you feel left out. What, what is, what's your intake on, bet, on so. that? Like growing up in New York, being surrounded by all those different, because people know New York as a melting pot of like different arts. That's and really how it finances, is. You got food, you got theater, but within the music world, how does that, Like, how does that, like, um, like translate? How does that translate and how does that, like, influence you, like, as an artist? Well, once you open up Pandora's box, it's over. <laughs> once you figure out that you can use music to release everything that you're feeling at any moment. And then on top of that, once you figure out, like how Sean was saying, you know, we're self-critical about the music we make. Um, but even more important is to just get it out actually make it actually produce this music actually go on stage like sean does every night or whatever it is down here but um well been trying yeah i mean yeah no, no keep going keep going yeah just getting this music out of you because at the end of the day nothing's gonna be perfect um and we all have a starting point ours was in brooklyn mine was in just the city in general and you work towards being greater at it but There's no reason to ever stop and say, let's stop this whole track. Let's stop this whole show. That thing was messed up. Something was messed up. It's not coming out right. We're doing it because we love it. Not necessarily for the money. It's just because this is who we are. And this is most musicians' perspective. It's true. Yo, why don't you tell them how you got started playing trumpet? Man, because I, I don't even think I know man, that. Man, I got started playing trumpet when I was in third grade. <laughs> third Damn. grade. You see? Sitting next to one of my best friends to date. So this is what, 16, 17 years ago? Um, and then it's nothing serious. Starting a little school band. Then you go to the next school and you want to get better. Then you go to college. You want to get better. And then after college, what do you do? It's either you put the horns down, you put the you put the mic down, or you continue doing it. And through all, as you know, we're getting, we're getting older now. We're adults. And we need, we got bills. We need to put food on the table. We need to pay for our car, pay for our phone, pay for everything. Our health care. It's it's ridiculous. So It's not easy anymore. It's not easy. So we got to work. But the music ain't going to stop despite whatever That's work fact. comes our way. That's fact. And um, a lot of Sean's music is, you know, really speaks to that. Because you're not really, you're not putting out, can I curse? You're not putting out bullshit, yeah. man. You're really not. No, I appreciate and, that. And um, I'd be, appreciate you know, that. musicians are pretty real to each other. You get some fake friends, some yes friends. But no, nah, it's, you know, you're putting out good music and you're on like a, really really nice direction you know i appreciate um, that i would have never flown down to miami for anybody for anything except for sean sean hits me up it's done bro i'm not gonna lie when you appreciate told me you were flying over your buddy from new york i'm like damn yeah all right <laughs> flew me <laughs> out flew me out i told you told bro, me the I days he got me here we made Thanks it happen this, man. bro we always make it happen now, let me ask you something sal um i strongly believe that music is a language uh, that it's It's a form of just communicating that it's universal. It's something that no matter the language or the instrument or whatever it be, it's, it has an emotional impact on the listener. 
um, you have a double-edged sword. You 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 showcase music through just a musical instrument. How do you how do you manifest a story of anything through the trumpet? When I when I first started playing trumpet, I used to sing lyrics, whatever it is, and then play it on my horn. That was a like a, a just a piece of the puzzle. Um, but man, as you, as you get older, it just all forms into just this is the music, and we do it for it, no matter what the type of music is. Um, so as a trumpet player, as a horn player, I cannot speak into a mic and let people know exactly what I'm feeling. But I'll tell you this, everything 2020 is one of the most perfect examples. This is one of my first tracks that Sean and I did, and I'm not playing the most craziest stuff. I'm not playing bebop. I'm not out there killing it. I'm not. But you know what? The point isn't of look at what he's playing. It's that the music's there. It's that, you know, when the mic was in front of me, I did what I needed to do. When Sean got the mic in front of him, if you listen to any of Sean's tracks, everything 2020 is completely different. And that's true. I don't that's know if true. that's because of it's the good. horn behind it, but, it you know, it all, it's like you said, music is a universal language. So... It's authentic, man. Like yeah. it was like, very, you know, very authentic the way everything. You give you give people a vibe that is very relatable to them. You know, obviously we're gonna touch on the track more into the you know podcast, but to just touch on what he said, like when you hear the trumpet on that song, at least for like you know the second half, like when he has the solo, like I'm telling you, like it it makes you feel like he's crying, like you can't you can't word, like work. Yeah, you know, like, you can't really, um, you can't obviously hear the words, but, like, it's the sonic vibration that, that he's giving off. It's like, you know, the song is about all the struggles that we went through as a society, as a world, in the year 2020. And, like, when you hear that trumpet, you know, it, it, it's it's special, man, because you don't need you don't need to hear me speak. You just need to listen to the trumpet and how he's playing it, and you could tell, like, it's heartfelt. Honestly, bro, you you feel the vibe from the first five seconds. Like you set the mood. That's what I'm saying. I thank you. And it's it it translates like beautifully throughout the song. And I think it kind of like you basically put the first ink on the paper, and you gave like that inspirational guide to Sean to kind of like, all right, there's a story here. I know where to exactly. take it. And it was a collaboration. Like that's the beauty of the arts that um, you may not have the full picture, but you bring someone from childhood and you'd have something that you want to share and it just it makes sense it just makes sense and it's it true and the bond is strong man you know like on other podcasts for instance like everyone would be like yo all right king solomon and like address me like that but like you know this is like the real homie oh, yeah, that king we've solomon. been through it sorry if i keep nah, nah, you Sean, bro <laughs> bro it's all good it's all good yeah, what, nah. what i'm trying to say is that it's family you know what i'm saying like you know he'll never like when we made the track like he'll never look at it and me and neither will i we'll never look at it like we're doing this for money or we're doing this for business or no, whatever no. it's like we're doing this because this is who we are you know the music is in us those are the best form of arts like yeah you have to and the end goal is to figure out a, a way to like sustain yourself on a financial level but you never want to lose the integrity stop, stop. of like the pureness of like why are you doing it the moment you start doing a song or something creative for for the dollar bill or for the for the check yeah you it lose. becomes commercial it be, i wouldn't say commercial it becomes just 
not so personal. Yeah. And I could touch on that a little bit more. Like you were just saying, like when I first started, you know, basically putting out content on Instagram, on all social media platforms, like I was just doing it because like I want, I enjoyed it. It was mm -hmm. fun to like make music videos and do something that I always wanted to do. And then as the following grew, as the notoriety grew, you start realizing that, okay, I can make money off this. So you start looking at how you can monetize all this content and you start thinking about like, okay, maybe if I do this trend or if I use these lyrics, like I'll make more money. But the truth is, is that's how I got lost in the sauce because I started thinking about the music from the financial standpoint, from the business. And like, yeah, I'm grateful I did that because I learned the music business. You know, the music industry and music business is t two totally different things. You know, you could be the best musician in the world, but if you don't know music business, you'll never make any money off that. But, you know, trying to find the balance is the, that's the whole key, because like I was saying, you know, getting lost in the sauce, like I started thinking every single day when I woke up, what am I going to do to make money? And then it, it got to the point where I had to take a break from music for like six months because I just wasn't making music that I wanted to anymore because I was just making it for the people that are going to pay me. And that, that's not that's not true music. You know, you got to be you got to be making music that's true to you. Uh, I can relate that. I can relate. Uh, fuck. I can relate to that too, because um, if, the, if the people watching, you notice that the feed on Simply Creative is kind of like minimized, and it's not mm -hmm. because we're unattentive to it, but it's because we're being more responsible and more like connected to what we want to put out. It's not just uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, put something out. It's more like I want to. I want to make waffles say let's post that that's and, and then there'll be like a hiatus for a few days and i'm like oh uh, i want to share this it becomes more of an like a relationship because you're you're genuinely just showcasing yeah, your yourself in the process not just the content and one of the yeah. one of the guests that i had drew the line clearly the moment you start considering your art or your craft content that's when it disconnects you, exactly. you, when you're an artist, you want to keep making art. And for those watching, it can be content, but for you, it better be art because it better be like personal, it better be intimate, and it better have a story that attaches to you that can reps, uh, reciprocate with the people around. I mean, that's the beauty of art, I think. No? It's true. How do, what about you? What do you, what do you, what has been the biggest like, like feedback or the biggest kind of like reward that you've seen that's not monetary? Uh, through your music. Well, this track with King Solomon. I love how we're going yeah. back to the track where the word, you're building the momentum. Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. track with King Solomon, man, was my first thing that I ever um put out there that could be monetized, however you would say it. But we did it with no intentions of selling out at That's any true. point. You know, when I made this track with Sean. Didn't even know it was going to be released. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, so it's all it's all cool. Can I mention the producer's name real quick? I dropped. Of him course, there? yeah. Producer Yo, Tariq Allen, thank you very much. I have went to Tariq's studio, and we were making music. So I was like three, four tracks deep, and this track Tariq's was made. He was he was a key for this. He was a key part, and we made this out of love, man. We had I had worked ten hours construction that day with Tariq. <laughs> this is no jokes. We went there. That's after your day job. Uh, most yeah i've been working construction for most of my life since uh i used to gig all the time we were playing shows like crazy i was making fine money as a musician i was these private lessons we were doing just fine 
But specifically, I don't know how it is down here in Miami. I would imagine it's the same, but in New York, it's expensive. It's, it's really expensive in New York. It's, it's so things cost a lot of too. money. So, you know, you need to find an outlet. And you know what? I found some love in construction as well because it was similar to music. Um, but at the end of the day, I needed a, a, day, a daytime gig. So I also put down music a little bit. Not too much. I was gigging, but I wasn't selling out anymore. I wasn't playing shows for, for money. I wasn't doing that. And when Tariq and I started making this, and then Sean, like a godsend, hopped on this track. Thank you, Sean, by the way. So um, he was invited on it? Or? Well, no, me and Sean have been talking about making music for... for holy he, God. He met, he met up with Tariq. By the way, Tariq produced everything on NYC to MIA. He also co-directed with Paulie the, the music video for Wish Me Well. So we, we like I said, we all grew up together. We've all been working on music. So him and Tariq got together. They made the the beat, you know? I, I would say, I mean, it was, it was beautiful. And then basically what happened is I told Tariq that I was coming to New York in December of last year. And he just sent me the track like out of the blue. Like he didn't even like text me. Like he didn't even have like a caption or say anything. He just sent me the track and, and he sent me like two more. And then I listened to the first, the first one, which was the one obviously that we made into everything 2020. And as I was listening to it, I was like, shit, man. I was like, bro, this is like everything that I needed. Like, because it, it, it was just, it was too real for me to handle at the moment. Because like I said, the sonic vibration, like when I listened to the trumpet, to the piano, to the drums, I felt like I was in the middle of a jazz club and like someone just called me up to the stage and I started singing the blues. Like that's, right. that, that's exactly how I felt. And I knew like, like, bro, I didn't even write lyrics. Like I, I'm not even kidding you. Like I, I told Tariq right away. I was like, bro, get this track cleared. Make sure that we have all the rights for it because I'm making this into a song. And then I hit up Sal and Sal was like, bro, like, are you serious right now? He couldn't even believe that bro, I you wanted. Sent yeah. You sent me. You sent me the finished track. It. it was unbelievable because I'm there and I had an, I had an inkling that this was going to happen. But I, I, I knew Sean was coming down, but I couldn't make it for whatever reason. It, it was spiritual, bro. And like, he hopped on spiritual. the track. Yeah, and because, he made yeah. it, you know, what it is. We made it together, man. No, nah, it, it, bro, honestly, man, like, I'm grateful because basically, to, to finish up the story, I went to Tariq's house when I flew into New York. I went to him the night of, and I told him to play that same track. Like, he, like he was playing me, like, other beats, and they were fire. Like, don't get me wrong, but I didn't care. I was like, bro, play this beat. And... I, I'm telling you right now, in like two minutes, I just wrote the chorus and I was like, bro, everything's going wrong because that's how I felt like uh, like the whole year was just so chaotic. And like it, it was just it, bro, it was getting worse. Like the election was coming up and, you know, like the whole world was going crazy. The whole world was going crazy. Yo, my, mind you, five days after I recorded the song, they rushed the Capitol. So I wasn't wrong when I said everything's going wrong. You know what I'm saying? And like. It, it, bro, like I'm telling you right now, like it, it, it was it was crazy because I was in that studio and we recorded it on maybe one take. Like and, and I was like, bro, like I don't even want to do another take because it just sounds so heartfelt. And like, you know, I'm telling you, the lyrics, the lyrics just came from the heart, bro. Like when, when you when we play this song for everybody, like you're going to understand like these lyrics came naturally. There was no thought process. It was just him playing the beat. And I was just freestyling. I had the chorus, but like the whole, the, all the other lyrics were just a freestyle. 
it was just natural. Let me tell you, like in the spirit of this podcast, unscripted, uh, we're gonna go off script and just kill the kill the anxiety or the <laughs> or the weight. I know so what you're saying. We've been talking about it a lot. It's I, good. I, I think I think it's we good. spoke about it enough to like not torture the viewers enough. Let's just show the song. Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel like. I feel like, uh, I feel like everything went wrong, and life for me was long gone. Bless you, stay strong, one minute or a lifetime until tomorrow. Five fingers on my mind, but we're still going. The trips everywhere is different. Nations divided on their opinions, just follow the mission. What would it be to come together, to set the example, and guide all the masses to the next level? Man, 180 on my life, never thought it could happen. Better think twice, guess the fairy tale is right. The lies never set you free, you better fight for your life. Feel like everything is going wrong, the life we know is long gone, unless you stay strong. One minute or a lifetime until tomorrow. Five fingers on my mind, but we're still going. sound like you're in a jazz club the trumpet for me at least sounded like like confession or or acceptance it it, it sounded like if you put it into words someone that was trying to like reflect and be aware of like what's happening around and just coming into terms like what was what was your emotional input like what what were you feeling when you're writing that did you even have the 2020 in mind or was it just you're talking to me or him no, was, life is hard. It life, feels. Life is hard. So, um, you know, after doing a few tr tracks with Tariq, it was more of just like enough of the lines, enough of the bullshit that we're making, and let's like make it sounded some real like you're trying to put it into music. words. That's what I was trying to say. It's like if you're trying yeah. to put your feelings into words, just in saying. this case, through the trumpet, and your the lyrics you put out are just like honest, man. There's no, bro. Like, every line is relatable because it's just every everybody went through it you know it, it's not it's not like for instance i talk about growing up in brooklyn all right that's like you know 
one part of America. That's one part of the whole world. Like, COVID hit every single person in this world. So it's like, that's why the song is so relatable. Because every lyric is like, you know, it's basically directed to, you know, every single person. It's not just me. It's him. It's you. It's everyone in the room. Everyone, like, I'm telling you somebody, like, everyone's life changed. For better or for worse, but everyone's life changed. And and the one line that I just want to shout out is, one minute or a lifetime until tomorrow. Because that's really how it felt, bro. Like, being in quarantine and all that stuff, it's like the minutes just go by and, like, you know, you don't you don't know, like, time anymore. You, you don't even keep track of it, you know? It's like when you finally leave the house, it's been like, I don't know. For me, for me, I was always leaving the house. We outside, like, I really didn't care about quarantine. I, I don't, I mean, I was here in Miami. Everyone, the whole vibe was different. I was definitely in quarantine for, like, you know, a week, you know? But, like, you know, once, once that week hit, I was like, yo, enough is enough. I got to get out of here. You know, but even that whole, the whole year just felt like it flew by. Like, I didn't, I didn't even feel like I experienced 2020. That's the truth. Even though I know I did a lot of things and I know I went places, like, the time just flew by. And, like, another way of, I guess, making it, like, uh, you know, easier to understand is, like, you know what happened down here with um, the building in Surfside collapsing. So, you know, I, I went I went there and I volunteered and I was, you know, very, you know, just I was just being kind and I just I didn't talk that much. I was just trying to understand people's feelings and just help them out. And basically, we look at that building collapse and it's just one minute for our for us, you know, but someone who lived in that building and was lucky enough to to make it outside, they watched their whole life just fall down while we just watched one minute. So that's how I make the comparison is that, you know, for everyone, it's just, if you weren't a part of it, for everyone, it's just another minute. For them, it's a lifetime. With COVID, you know, for some people, it was just one minute. It was quick. For other people, to this day, it's still something. You know, everyone everyone reacted different. And um, it's just, you know, other lines too, you know, nations divided by their opinions. Let's just follow the mission. Everyone was divided, man. Like, all I wanted was just peace. All I wanted was people to come together and to just get to the next level of society where where we, but, you know, it, it's not easy, man. And um, I definitely am happy that Sal provided that vibe, you know, because without him playing the trumpet, I don't think this track would have ever happened. Yeah, and this was not to interrupt you. This was after... Um, I guess Miami was only shut down for a week. New York shit was shut down for many, yeah. many yeah, months. Yeah. That's the truth. We had we saw full businesses go under. Hundreds of businesses. People put their whole life into. And in one minute, one minute, gone. shut down, done. Whole life gone. Family's gone. Along with COVID. That was, you know, that was hard enough already. And then, um, you know, I know you guys had it tough out here. The whole world had it tough. So... This was just natural, just natural that you put a mic in front of a trumpet player anywhere in the world after COVID, and you're going to get something like this. You put a rapper anywhere in the world after COVID in front of a mic, and you're going to get something like this. However, um, you know, this is what is what we made. The beauty of music or the arts is that good or bad, 
it, it creates a story and we as artists create a way to like translate into a medium where people can like share it, relate to it. And I want to touch basis on that because um, 2020 was hell of a year, both on the negative and the positive, but the music scene down here in Miami um, yeah. blew up. It did. Thanks to, yeah. I, I think you know where I'm going with thanks to Whismer from the Wizards, the Wizards. They started this little, um, like this L little gig, L Jam, originally in Doral, yeah. eventually led to- That uh, was one of my best performances. I saw it. Yeah. Like I, I saw the the footage from the L Jam. Yeah, it was And it you was looked amazing. like you were so- Was that the couch jam when you were standding on the couch? No, no, that was the art. You were still in. They were still in Doral at the time, right? They were. They were in Doral. Did bro, you ever go to the to the Oak Garden? You know, we were supposed to perform again together mm -hmm. at Oak Garden, but it was it was the rainy season, and you know they had to change it last minute to to in studio. I would. I I really wish that I was able to perform at Oak Garden because those shows beautiful. were off the hook. But to just touch on L Jam, I think what they did for the Miami music scene is incredible. Because they brought like I think over a hundred different artists out of their houses and just in front of crowds and you know just like you know normalizing things again and no excuses, you know? man. Like it's it, it was amazing. Like man. music was amazing. is transcending and like whether you like or dislike the city of Miami, what I loved about El Jam is that it brought like the human element through music and kind of said, hey. This is who we are. This is our uh, this is our culture. You saw yes. people uh, with the violins on on trombones. It was crazy, it was, man. It was, weren't there tap dancers there or something I like think that? I, uh, the yeah. last show yeah. I went to, average New York. I seen. I seen the that. last show I went to. There was a fire dancer. It was a oh, full nice. moon, and there was this chick that just kind of like came in, like with such like they were confidence. on another level, dude. It was magical. I like know. I it know. was spiritual. So I I think that was the last show and. Hell of a show it was to great. end. It was great. And hopefully, I mean, I know Whismer and Los Wizards are like, they're going to New York. They're like yeah, they're on moving. television and all that. They're Apparently, they're like the band of the Miami Heat or like they're the city. Oh, yeah. they're Bro, they're blowing up down here, man. So a lot of I love. I went to a crypto event and they were there. A lot of love and respect to them. They, and all that started because they Quarantine. felt the need Beyond that, they felt the need to express. They felt the need to create music. They felt That's the need true. to kind of bring people together because, believe it or not, if you're if you like music, if you like attending live venues, that was huge deprivation that that you lost in 2020. So true. And so true. They did it responsibly. They did it responsibly. They um, it was outdoors. It was just chill, and it was just people came with their own instruments they jammed along they even invited people from the audience it was very it's human. true it was very it was magical human. man and man. to just touch on it from like my perspective like when i first got invited to perform there like you know they asked me to send them songs and like usually i you know i would just perform straight up songs and i did i performed hands of time but after that we did we we actually jammed Jam. for real we did like a, a freestyle i didn't write anything down i didn't even know that it was going to happen like that i had a song there but they were like hey you want the freestyle right i'm like yeah they're like all right let's do it and, and, and i think whismer started it, bro, off with it was that that was i'm telling you right now that was like one of my favorite performances because like it was just so natural and it was a real dream it was a jam like bro we were freestyling and like bro when i would be getting tired i'll be like all right let's let's hit a solo and some 
someone would hit a solo like the drummer or Wismer, and then I would go back to rapping, and then someone would hit a solo, and then we would do the chorus, and we were jumping up on stage. Like, it was just like, shout out to Wismer and L Jam, man. Like, they, they are just, um, you know, they're just like, uh, just magical bro I, I can't even describe it any better than that the energy that they bring i don't think anyone could replicate and that night i gained so much respect for the spanish culture the latin culture the music and like yo it was like it, it felt great man it felt great they brought me in like i was like family and and to be honest with you man like it, it was i i wish i wish i could relive that day one more time because like i'm telling you right now man like that was one of my favorite performances and then, like you said, after everyone performed, they got people from the crowd to come in and perform. And, like, yo, there ended up being, like, 20 performances in one night. And, and everyone had amazing energy. Matter of fact, like, I think Jimmy Rodriguez was, like, the, the main guy. Like, you know, they were so open that they called me up and I was freestyling with Jimmy on stage. And me and him had, like, a duet going on. Like, none of that was planned. It was just that the energy was so positive and open and just like you know everyone was really just about having a good time like you said and 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 that's where the music comes in because like music brought everyone together that was that was the key that was the nucleus that was the unity was the was the music because without the music they we had no reason to be there man it's like i was telling sal it's it's a language it's, yeah uh, it's universal yeah. like that's why i love jazz like yeah, it's, it's sorry, I gotta nah. Yeah, for jazz. jazz. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Jazz band, man. Jazz <laughs> band. That's how we started, man. But <laughs> it's it's beautiful because like straight note the, chaser. The integrity with jazz <laughs> is just kind of like feeding off of each other. It's a uh, con. You're not necessarily trying to out outweigh or outbeat someone else. You're tr you're watching each other. You're making eye contact. You're having. Like it depends on the jam, man. Nah, depends course. on the jam. Some cats just some there. cats go for the throat. They look at cats <laughs> like I'm gonna. You just played that? Well, Don't worry, let that? me go next. Are you one of those cats or you try to... It depends on the scene. I mean, it depends on the vibes. I mean, New York City is legendary for their jazz clubs and their basements. Amazing. Just like, just like the studios here. Fat Cat went under, yeah. bro. What? Nah. Fat Cat went under. I passed by every bro, day now and I nearly cried. I wish cried. I didn't even say that name. Bro, they got bro. boards up on their, on, their, on their glass doors. Yeah. Bro, I used to go there like every week, my yeah. dude. Fat I Cat was... To give you an idea, Fat Cat was West a Village. jazz club underground in a basement. In the village, West Village, West Village, um, bro, they had live jazz, uh, ping pong tables, foosball, foosball pool. Tables. It was a whole bar set up. It was basically like the ultimate chill spot, and nobody knew about it for a while. And I would just walk in there; it would be so low key. And then, like two years after I started going there, lines out the door, and I'm like, bro, like this used to be my spot. Now I gotta wait. It, and like I, I used to know like some of the bouncers. It got to the point where everything changed. I'm like, man, that had a lot to do with the actual like, like what? major artists that started to put a lot of work in there. Yeah, yeah, no, it yeah. blew up the scene, man. And and you know like, like jazz band, like how me and Sal met. Like I remember Sal like looked at uh, Tariq because Tariq also plays trumpet. He looked at Tariq and like me and Sal barely like knew each other at the time. And like, bro, I was playing jazz, but I was playing like so soft. And the rhythm didn't lose, like, any speed at all. Like, the tempo was, like, on point. And I just remember Sal looking at me. He's like, all right, I know Sean's a good drummer now. And I was like, I was like, all right, nice. I got the respect. Swing ain't easy. <laughs> Swing ain't I was like, easy. I got the respect. Should, should have kept on in hardcore. Yeah, I know. Now, I still play drums a little bit, but not to the point where, like, I could go on stage and perform, you know? All right, so 
um it's getting around that time where we got to start wrapping things up um what what's what's that's next? true yeah. i think wait hold on. don't we have like another song to show the people yeah we can well tell them about it all right so we got to take out the trash man and like you know th this song really changed my life because not only is it such a powerful song and, and just a good rap song but like there's so many different messages um basically everyone has people in their life that you know i guess if you want to say like fake friends or just like you know people that they, they got close with and then you know they wronged them or something like that and to just sum things up you know take out the trash is really about taking all the negative people out of your life and just moving on and just focusing on you and you know building yourself up positively and um i just took this to another level like i started i started realizing that as i was listening to the song i was like man like we actually have to take out the trash because spring break happened here and i'm telling you right now like sal you weren't here but andres was here my man like tell me not the beaches were so dirty after spring break it was it was it was a mess bro and miami I didn't even go to the beach bro, and bro, i knew that bro miami beach is beautiful man and like yo they left it in a wreck and that really made me feel like so like uh, i like i don't even want to say upset bro i was just sad and like disappointed that like the human <laughs> culture just got to this point because it's like you come here and you vacation here but meanwhile we live here and we can't enjoy the beach now. So that's when I took Take Out the Trash to like the environmental level. And I started putting all those videos on Instagram about how we got to take out the trash literally and figuratively. You know, we got to pick up the trash on the beach. We got to take out the trash, dump it in the right place. But we also need to take out the trash out of our lives because I guarantee the same people that are dumping trash on the beach are the same people that are causing you problems in your life. Bro, like that you know enough right, said. Be, right before we go into the snippet of the song to like piggyback on that something i always tell myself to keep moving forward when i'm creating is in life you always have two different spectrums you have the people that hold you back and the people that support you it's your job to filter it out i like that. and in that case take out the trash because you don't want any pollution getting in the way there's exactly. gonna be bad days but you don't want them to, to be the reason why you fall if anything, they're the reason you get stronger. So it's true. I'm talking and let's Yo. check this out. Yeah, let's take out the trash, man. I don't really do no favors. I'ma stay getting that paper. Wish me well, my haters. Catch me smoking that vapor. On dark side like Vader. One day I'ma be on fader. Can't rap or use a traitor. Pick me, I do it greater. I'm hot equator i'm smart innovator nice shoes they alligator digging graves with excavators i'm flying aviator coming up elevator plug talk i'm the operator let's go i don't really focus your shit you still ain't got one hit i'm pulling up south side smoking that spit swift yeah you know boy yeah i've been lit yeah we bomb you some kamikaze get out my way you can't stop me going up no showing off i say true carry my sword off let's go Friends just give out they flip on you like a pancake i'm chilling hard but they got hidden moves man front and they been fake i spark up don't give a shit if you got corona can't hit then i run my game throw dirt on my name you driving me insane bitch look i be wildin' out ballin' yeah i'm coming out i'm taking yeah, you know they love my style Look, boy, when you catch me in these streets You know what it be, that real OG That King Solomon, NYC to MIA Someone call Waste Management Sean, or the king, is here And he's not playing Yo, we're snapping, bro, snapping, man Yo, um, quick shout out I didn't, I didn't say before we played But that was my boy 40 on the chorus He actually flew up from LA 
Uh, maybe one day we'll bring him on the podcast. I don't know. And my boy, uh, Renzo Gonzalez, also snapped with the ad-libs, and that's my engineer. And, bro, like you said, man, you got to take out the trash, man. Like I said, yo, they flip on you like a pancake. All right, so. I'm, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, yo. Now that the trash is out of the way and yeah. you're all you, what is next for King Solomon? What what ventures uh, a, await you? And feel free to That's a good question. Um, yeah, so all right, I'll talk about what I got going on, and then we could talk about what we going on. So um, basically, I'm dropping a new song called Miami Beach, November 12th. Then I'm dropping another song called Money Bags. Then I'm going to drop the music video for That's On Me. Are we going to show them a little snippet? Yeah, actually, I forgot about that. All right, after after this, but I guess before we wrap up, we'll we'll show them a little snippet and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Our experience, how we met. Well, maybe we just leave them with the cliffhanger, show them and like be. Hosted. And then that's it. All that's right, that's it. Like it. All right, so all right, we'll do it like that. All right, so look, we got, and then and then and then come January, we're dropping the album. Okay. okay? Nice. So what can you expect? More music, more fire, more life, more love, more positivity more grind, more motivation, you could expect more of me. I'm dropping content every day, and that's not because I'm trying to get paid. That's because I want you guys to just follow up. And really what I'm trying to do right now is just inspire people, man. I want people to look at me and see what I've done and to motivate them to just do something with their life to chase their dreams. Because to be real with you, a lot of people give up on their dreams, you know, and it's sad because I feel like that's the whole point of life is to just do what you want and to do what you imagine, you know, like thoughts are everything. So when people look at my content, I understand, yeah, it may be just about me, but I guarantee you, like, the only reason that I'm doing everything that I'm doing right now is because I want to show people if I could do it, you could do it. And I want people to be able to live their life and, you know, chase their dreams as well. You're on that track, man. Let me tell you, you motivate you. me to want to like get in this studio and talk to you. So keep going, bro. And what we about did you? it. What about you? Talk about the video. Man, when's the video dropping, Sean? Uh, <laughs> when's the video dropping, Sean? We did a lot of work for this video. That's true. You know hey, who I'm talking to him. out there. We yeah. showed him. Talk about the IG live and how we showed. Yeah, man. Sean is. I'm one of those. I'm one of those cats. Sean's talk about man. He inspired me. You know, I was working every Thank day. You, I had I, I had I had the music. I was ready to go, but he inspired me to go. Like to actually get up and go and go and do I it. I appreciate that. So that's just one. Um, you know, me and Sean have some future stuff coming out for the people that want to hear it. That's number one, too. Uh can I plug myself real fast? Two seconds? Yes. Sir. I have a demo EP coming out. It's called Guaranteed. That'll be coming out in 2022. I hope y'all like it. It's like something like seven, eight tracks. I think I'm going to leave it at seven. So, yeah. And Sean's going to be on that. He doesn't know it yet. He's going to pop off on that. Okay. So, um, yeah. yeah. And then we got got a video. video. Tell him about the video. We got a video. Yeah. I mean, okay. You know how hard it is to shoot a music video with a cat in Miami (laughs) and a cat in Brooklyn? It is very difficult. It's not as easy as people think. So, and there was a lot of back and forths. But we have a music video coming out for everything 2020. Oh yeah. So yeah. when that drops, y'all will know. Y'all know beforehand. Hey, maybe it'll be recent to start season two. Exactly. Yeah, bro, I'm down. I'm here. You call me. I'm. I'll show up. Thirty minutes, man. Let's do it. And uh, what was I gonna say? If you want to catch a little sneak preview of everything 2020, we're not showing it on the podcast, but you can go to my Instagram and go to my IG live. Look for the most recent one I did with my boy Sal. Mm-hmm. You will see 
at least a 30 second clip on the IG live of the music video. And I think I just put one on my reels and, uh, listen, we're going to drop it soon. Probably by the end of the year. Not probably. Most Better definitely hit that by bell the end of the year. notification on the, on exactly. the gram. Exactly. You'll get a Say text. Follow. No, I'll text you. I promise everybody and their mother will know when that music video is dropping. It's definitely very anticipated. We got people commenting on Sal's page already asking, where's the video? Where's the Every video? Day. So Every day. believe me, we want to drop it. And we keep we keep sneak peeking it. That's why we, we put we out do, like six sneak peeks, but we never That's put the out the whole ones. video. Yeah. Like and it's yeah. real keep nice, man. Yeah. It's real nice. And, and I'll be it. honest, it's simple, bro. And 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 it's it's black and white. Like you don't even see that these days. Like you do, but like the black and white adds so much effect to just like the feeling that you get listening to the song. You know, feels on th- uh, makes it feel authentic. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, we listen, man. We're we're gonna keep on working. the The truth is, is that we have so much in the bag. But definitely, you could look out for that video for everything twenty twenty. I think uh, it's time to talk about that's on me a little bit before we wrap up the show. Well, right? Actually, I'm gonna use it as like I'm gonna take a card from Marvel and just leave it as the end credit, <laughs> uh, so people just keep wanting more. But what uh, before we wrap up and I ask the famous old question of the show. Um, I want to say that sometimes inspiration isn't pretty. Sometimes you got to get your ass kicked and taken right. out of bed That's right. and be told to like stop being a lazy shit and stop making excuses because the only, one holding, to him. The only one holding you back is yourself. Woo! And that was nice. It's, it's tough. It's tough because there's days you don't even see the light, but it's, it's there. There's people that wish they could do the things we do. There's people that wish they yeah. could podcast. Wow, they wish true. people that could rap. They wish people that could play the trumpet or any instruments. I know what you're saying. So just do something to be use, creative. Use it, and it's true. Be bro. a reason to motivate people. I mean, that's the that's the ethos of the show. That's the ethos of I why we it. create. And now that we are in this moment, guys, what is creativity for the both of you? One by one, if you want. Sal, go for it. Ah, oof, that's tough. <laughs> is it like one word or can we say multiple tell things your story tell one words creativity know. for me you could think is no i'm just gonna just gonna speak yeah. is everything everything you do from the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep and dream all of that put together into whatever you do whether it's just waking up you put your feet on the floor that's that's creative make it creative but you go and make some art that's another thing you go to work you do your best job that's creative i mean it's about life. You know, music in, in, in specific, it's not just about the music, not, not about what you hear. It's about actually being a good person, actually doing good things. I don't like some cats because they're bad people. They make great music. I don't like some <laughs> artists because they're bad people, but they make great music. At the end of the day, whatever you do that makes creativity come out of you, just always remember that it's on a bigger journey of being better people. That's true. That's tough to follow up. Sorry, yeah, I thought about that one. Uh, it's tough to follow up. Um, I I think that creativity is um, it's for a purpose bigger than all of us. It's bigger than us. You know, it's bigger than us. It, it's bigger. It, it's on a spiritual level. It you know, like we're 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 when we create, you know, we tap into, you know, God's energy. You know, not not to get so like philosophical and, and stuff like that, but like that's really that's really what it is. You know, we're tapping into like the inner dimensions of the world and like what 
what really makes us who we are and what what makes us all connected because like me and sal maybe we don't talk for like you know i don't know a week a month i mean i'm not going to say a year because that's not realistic but what i'm trying to say is that you know music has a way of connecting us creativity is the foundation of music and i think creativity is one of the main foundations of life and what it means to me is just the ability to you know influence and the ability to make your impact on this world you know like a lot of people they ask that question you know what's my impact on this world what's my legacy well all that happens because of creativity just like you wear the the creative director you know what i'm saying like Fire. we're Smart. we're all the creative directors of our life whether we want to make it a positive life or a negative life that all comes from the creativity within us so um yeah i think i think uh to just sum up everything i said i think creativity is bigger than us and it's our connection to you know the next uh dimension that you, you came pretty close maybe not head to head but you came pretty Man, close sean i love the answer i, I know thank you thank you <laughs> um but no so philosophical over here you know it's like <laughs> i think this is a beautiful and like just oh man intense way to wrap the season guys this is episode 15 end wow. of the mm -hmm. season one and you guys either inspired the hell out of me to get to work to season two or race the states that high that i'm like holy shit how am i gonna <laughs> meet them but at the end of the day how am i gonna do this <laughs> guys you guys were privileged to have on the show and uh, to see you, in thank person thank you uh i would we're honored to be here thank you yeah honest. yes uh and thanks to the hgap studios and windward for out. letting them for letting us use their space uh highly recommend it check them out yeah great space over here um and yeah great thank energy you, thank you guys for watching the season let me know if you guys have any thoughts let's have a conversation off screen i appreciate all of you that are tuning in and all the support um since it's the last time you're gonna see me for god knows when let me tell you your boy here is working on a new short film let's go and making moves 2022 is gonna be the year i know we said that back in nine, let's 2019 go. but let's redeem 2022 and we're gonna create we're gonna challenge ourselves we're gonna exceed them yes. and we're gonna have more stories to tell and run it up thank you guys for watching hope you guys enjoyed this episode of simply talk and as always stay creative that was that was great bro that was great i was worried but cool. it just felt Yo, nah everything flowed cool. perfect bro over time Try and keep it low key, boats to islands and overseas. Baby, that's on me. Glad to Bahamas, get away for the week. Baby, got what you need. You and your friends come chill with me. New watch, new chain, new car, new ice. Baby, that's on me. Baby, that's on me. Baby, that's on me. New watch, new chain, new car, new ice. Baby, that's on me. Baby, that's on me. Baby, that's on me. New watch, new chain, new car, new ice. Baby, that's on me.